0: Gentlemen, rebel scum, and loyal to the Empire. This is Sith Talk, the show that talks about Star Wars movies, Star Wars comics, Star Wars books, uh, a lot of Star Wars TV lately. I am your host, Zach Chrisman, A.K.A. the Lord of Lore, and joining me is. Lindsay, a.k.a. the Lady of Lore. Lindsay, how are you doing? Uh,
1: You know, I'm good, but today being January 4th, I am a little apprehensive to have to talk about a lot of TV in the next few weeks. Why is I am really not am a big Fat Batch fan.
0: Yeah, that actually reminds me. Yeah, okay. I, I kind of figured you were heading that direction. I am going to try and give Bad Batch another same. shot, but that is simply because right now I have no, no, nothing better to do. TV wise, like I am down to the bare bones. Me and Sarah, my wife, we got heavily into Ooh, same. And we, and I fucking love that show. Like I just do. Um, I think the greatest uh, episode of TV was the Mandalorian uh, Season 2 finale. I think the second greatest episode of TV I've seen in at least the last eight years is Yellowstone Season Ooh, 4, yeah. uh, Episode 1. Like, I was smiling when I watched it. I was like, I looked at Sarah, I was like, I cannot fucking believe this is TV. Like, I can't well, believe Well, have you this. gone
1: through, like, 1883 and 1923 and everything?
0: Not yet, because I think... I think while Sarah absolutely loves the show, we've agreed that we're going to watch this these series together, and I think right now we need a little bit of a break from the Western So vibe. the thing is, though,
1: um, not... it is a break. Like, it is so... Vet- we haven't done 1923 yet. We've been working our way through 1883, and it is okay. so incredibly different to the point where, like, it's a good show, but it doesn't, like, fill that Yellowstone hole in your heart. Like it's it's really different, and we went through like a Viking stage, and we did Vikings and Last Kingdom and everything, and then we moved to Rome and did shows like Dude, that. Last Kingdom is so slept I, on, yeah. Last Kingdom is so to, oh, slept on. We, ha- we I think have one of these days like that, we so. should
0: just do an uh, yeah like like one of these days we should just like let everybody know hey this is not going to be a Star Wars thing this is where me and Lindsay talk about yeah. fandom in general like just overall fandom. Yeah,
1: we do. But, we do.
0: Cuz Last Kingdom is one of the best oh, like so TV good. shows I've it is ever so seen good. and it ends so fulfilling. Like it ends. Yeah, so I mean apparently fulfilling. though they're
1: doing a movie so it was, did it really end yet?
0: Yes, but that show ends. Yes. And yeah. and that it felt good as a show, like a full like what he sets up, what they what he accomplishes and the way it ends feels like if you never watched anything else you would be very happy of where Uta's yes
1: 100%. story 100 but like you can go from last kingdom and then kind of watch like vikings and it's pretty similar Absolutely. um then we like did did rome we did a couple of those kind of shows and just like watch gladiator but with yellowstone like we even going to 1883 after that we haven't really found anything like similar yet and see, yeah, and I haven't
0: had anything lately that's grabbed me. The holidays, I, uh, you know, I was sick for a while, so I watched a lot of, I, I burned through some stuff. There are small things that I'm watching, like I'm watching the uh, original Justice League Unlimited just because James Gunn's been saying, like, how he's not going to per se model after that show, but that's, like, his vision of, like, like the vibes he wants for DC. So I've been, like, re-watching that mm-hmm. again. And those are little 20-minute episodes, but I'm going to give Bad Batch another try um, because, really, I don't have anything that I'm, like, super, super binging. I mean, I'm binging Jersey Shore (laughs) right now because I just, like, I need my trash TV. Like, uh, every couple of months, I'm like, let's turn on some trash. But, so, um, with that being said, it's been a minute since we've actually done a show. Uh, Holidays are crazy, and, and we're we're getting busier in life like mm-hmm. both of us we're doing our best um and you have other shows that you do too um but you know we're doing our best and i will say in the last month i did finish shadow of the <laughs> sith and i'm starting all right i'm not i haven't started i i'm in it right now and i'm starting the high republic convergence okay so did you do a path of deceit um, yet no, is uh I read that Convergence is the first one.
1: Uh, no, new, I think Path of Deceit was.
0: Path of Deceit. I the thought first so. Book.
1: Yeah.
0: Well then Why the
1: why hell am are, I? are so you? To I America. don't know.
0: Well, dude, it, the thing about the High Republic, though, that I will say it's my only complaint: they drop these books I so know. fast and then ghost. Know. They are the equivalent of posting ghost because that's what they do. They drop, like, six of these yeah. freaking books, and then they're like, by the way, we're gone for well, six did, months. It's so, and,
1: like, we were talking about this with of our, new, um, our newest team member, Amanda, too. And she made the point in our Facebook group, Shameless Self Plug, um, but, like, how it, it can be really difficult and sometimes, like, it's, yeah, it's great that we get all this content out. But sometimes it's just, like, you need a little bit of a breather to digest what you just read. And she has the, the benefit of, like, you know, being a self-proclaimed reader. Me, this is what I read. Like, I just read Star Wars. And it's, it's not even so much for, for lack of wanting. It's lack of time. Like, I just don't have time to sit and, like, read other things. So when a new Star Wars book comes out, I feel the need to, like, set aside two whole days where all I do is just read that that book and get it, I don't want to say over and done with, but essentially that's it. So for someone like me who I want to read it immediately, and I kind of have to um, for for my other show, Don't from the Sacred Text, but it's it's so much. And I kind of like more of the show format because it's like, all right, cool, I know I can you know, wake up early one Wednesday for however many weeks and watch this. And like, I can then, when I'm doing a rewatch, even like do other things with it.
0: Yeah. And for me, it's, it's not a matter of not loving Star Wars books. I did need a break and I will admit that right now I think the High Republic, um, is my jam because of how far they can go with their own world that they've created. Um, and some of the books have been a little bit harder for me to get into because they they have other story threads around them, i.e. the movies or the TV shows, but books are just in general, a lot harder for me yeah. to do these days. I'm really busy and my job I, I listen to a lot of these books, but my job is a lot more cognitive than it used to be, so I'm not gonna listen to something if I can't pay yeah. attention to it, and I'm just rewinding it to listen yeah. to it again so it's really it takes longer because i if I have a day where I can just work all day and nobody's gonna bother me because I'm working on site and I'm working away from people, then I can listen to the book but if I can and that's happening like or if I'm driving around frequently but it's just it is. Yes, because Mm -hmm. it used to be when I was running these jobs as a foreman I could just say, you know, everybody knows what they're doing, they have a role and for the most part we can all just paint on our own. Like while we're listening. And so it's other than
1: the experience though, maybe it's just me. But what I've really been struggling with the past, you know, couple of years since High Republic started to come out and we've been getting these these dumps, right? Where we get so much content in, like, this three-month span and then nothing for months on end, it feels like. I have a really hard time keeping a lot of details straight. Like, I've always, or at least I used to be very, very good about, like, this is what we learned in this book. And here's the characters, and I can tell you the exact planets they're on in every single book. But it's because I think my memory kind of just works in the sense of, like, oh, okay, you know, like, I was here reading this book like i was in this place and this also was going on in my life and i can keep things very separate and organized but now with these information dumps i'm finding it very difficult to keep facts and (laughs) and figures and planets and all of that keep all of it straight in terms of what happened when it happened and what book it happened in
0: and i'm gonna add to that by saying that I, I just started Convergence, and by started, I mean I'm like, st- let, let me double check my, my uh, thing right now. I am, I have eight hours left of the book. I forget how many hours is total of this book, but I have eight hours left. I'm considerably, I, I'm, I'm on chapter 11, so I'm, cons- I, I'm considerable through the book. i um, a little bit below halfway. I really like this book. I um I love the high republic world. It is weird though that they started the high republic where they started they had a they gave us time to learn these characters and then they abruptly said okay now we're going to pause because the the final book of phase 1 takes place and ends with like a huge um huge issue like it, it ends with like a fallout like something that you would have taken a 6 month break and then the next issue of stories, the, the aftermath of all of that. But they said, no, we're going to pause here and now we're going to go back 150 years and give you all these new characters to learn. So now it's like you finally got settled in with these characters and now we're just moving backwards and introducing. It makes it that much harder, not impossible. And great writing is great writing, but it makes it that much harder when you finally get acclimated to these characters and just have to get new ones. Yeah,
1: no, it's, it's tough, especially, like, I don't want to spoil too much, um, but especially phase one, it's like, you also get introduced, and a lot of times the ones you like just die so suddenly. It's like, I would rather really invest in them for a couple of years, get to know them really well, and then have that, like, I'm fine with the tragic death, but it just feels like it happens so quickly in the High Republic all the time.
0: And that's arguably what I like about the High Republic is that the Fallen Star, um, the Fallen Star, is still one of my favorite Star Wars books that's come out. I think it like still might be top three Disney books for me. Um, the Fallen Star is huge for me. I I love that book. I like how death is sudden because I think it's a good lesson. No, in I don't mean
1: like sudden or remember- undeserved. I mean like truly quick in the sense of like I I right. wish I got a few more years to really sit and that's you know kind of part of all of these coming out within a few few months of each other like i'm fine with it happening in say three books but i just wish those three books were farther apart so i really built up this see i love that
0: you feel that way i love that you feel that way because it hurts and that's what i want and that's what i want that's just a me thing no i'm saying i want Um, it to hurt more Right. Oh okay. So you're you're leaning more into the best yeah. Game. <laughs> yeah. Respect it. Um <laughs> I mean better than I am there. a yeah. Yes. Um but yeah, I mean it it is hard getting into the phase 1. I'm enjoying or phase 2. I'm enjoying the Convergence book a lot. Definitely I cannot wait for Path of the Sea. I cannot wait for um I particularly the Battle of Jeddah. Okay. sounds mm-hmm. like so much fun it just like even the title just it it pretty much promises you're gonna have a jedi good time (laughs) and that's all like you guys know like that's all i look forward to is how mystical can we make the force how much can we get of jedi can we ever get sith will we ever get sith i don't believe we will but one day we might and you know i do really care about the nile so i'm hoping that this phase two kind of leaks into like the origins.
1: Yeah, dude, you gotta, line. I, I um, might actually implore you to stop convergence for now and go right to Path of Deceit.
0: Even though I'm having yeah, a good time? Yeah, yeah, because I
1: Path of Deceit really sets up a lot I think.
0: Well, shit, yeah. timbers. Damn it. All right, fine. I'll yeah, do I don't know.
1: But I'm really liking Convergence. I mean, how I'll much, much longer long do you the have? It's 11 chapters. Eight and, hours all right, left. maybe just try and bang it out quick. Yeah,
0: I'm, I Then I, I, yeah, I mean, just go to Path of Deceit then. That, that, that sounds good to me because... Yeah, it really does. Um, it
1: answers you know. a few questions from phase one and then really starts... Like, you'll see as soon as you start to see some of the names of these people from, you know, 100-plus years before that it's setting up a lot well
0: well, then that that's that makes sense and that now is is uh, satisfying um so yeah we're getting back into books um shadow of the sith overall absolutely love the book i'll just make it quick i love the book a lot i thought some moments were so cinematic and i highly enjoyed them at the end of the day it's still trying to write around rise of skywalker which is very hard for me um and I feel like the book the book's first half was amazing, and it just ultimately the ending felt a little stretched out, but they had to get there um, but I really like the book, so we're 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 a fan of Star Wars literature lately.
1: Good, I'm glad to hear it. Do you also struggle with one of the main things I do too though, which is trying very hard to keep things separate and unbiased because I found that you know, I, I really struggle with putting things aside where it's like, you know, I love Shadow of the Sith. So being able to continue to really give every book after it a fair chance, especially because again, this goes back to, they come out so quickly, you know, so it's really hard to put Shadow of the Sith down and pick up Brotherhood and be like, I'm not comparing the two, you know, like, this is its own thing. This can still be, you know, a, a uh, great book, even if it's not Shadow of the Sith, you know, but but I feel like I have to kind of cleanse my palate in order to be a fair judge for everything
0: I don't get that um, my problem is premise um, and I, I've said it before I'll try to not be hashtag so negative um, but I don't I don't love The Rise of Skywalker so it was harder for me to get into that premise Knowing what it was based around, uh, ultimately, that's what good writing does, though. It changes your perspective, and that's what the book did. It, it definitely added to Rise of Skywalker in ways that, um, I wish they would have done. I'm movements. not, I'm, um, I just
1: use that as an example, though. But I mean, like, do you find yourself, since you have to kind of jump from one book right into the next, do you find it hard? Not okay. at all. You're lucky. You're a better no, person than me. No, not at all. No, um, you know, but at the end of the day,
0: what, what it used to be is after uh, Bloodlines was the first canon novel that I
1: okay. checked out.
0: And then I went down to Lost Stars. Then I gave Aftermath a chance. So I I would I would absorb everything. Nowadays, I don't absorb every mm-hmm. Star Wars book. And, it, and if it doesn't catch me, I, I want to, but I, I physically can't. I, I just can't do that. And I, I also uh, have expanded a lot of the things that I really like to listen to uh, these days. Um, so it's got to get me, um, I listen to the bulk of the stuff, the stuff that's interesting, but no, I mean, it, it doesn't really stop me. I can listen to, um, if they're good, like I, I'm a big fan of the, um, the Padme books and I'm in the minority of those, like overall around here. Like, I don't think everybody in Clashing Sabers loves those Padme books and some, most people are like, meh, I love them. So like, I get surprised, like I might find, I might like the Padme books, more than Shadow of the Sith, and that sounds crazy, but there's certain things in those books. It's not I. I seem like an all war, all fantasy type of guy. I'm really not. Um, I I. That's my main thing with Star Wars. But like something as charming as like the Padme books were so charming that I was able to get into it. Like they were the the story, and the innocence and the goodness inside her, and trying. Her and her handmaidens. It was such a good tale for me. I can get into Superman just as much as Batman. We can have the dark. We can have the light. Um. So no, I don't because I mean it's like what was that? Galaxy's Edge book. Um, I love oh, Shit, I forget or something. No, it was like uh, Black let, me, Fire? let me look up my. Yes, that book was so good, Black and Fire. it was like I'm a big delight. With kind of promoted. Family. Well, mm. me too and it was kind of promoted as like a come check out galaxy's edge promotion but it was like really mm. good just like the uh, battlefront book that star wars battlefront book that first one was great um and and a lot of people didn't didn't actually no, like check it I out I checked it out I wasn't a
1: big fan of it
0: um see I love that book I thought that book was so I shocking. love
1: it I feel like this is the one everyone's sleeping on right now is brotherhood
0: I did check out Brotherhood. I liked Brotherhood a lot. Um, I did. I wouldn't put it up there with the greats. Um, but I did like Brotherhood. Oh wait, a lot. Wait, wait, wow, I wow, Brother... not Brotherhood.
1: Um, I mean Brotherhood is great. I'm thinking of uh Padawan. But see, this is what I'm saying too. So many things are coming out at the same time. Um, but Padawan. Yeah, and I, that see, was I haven't checked one. out
0: Padawan. I haven't checked yeah, out Padawan.
1: That either. one, because to me, it it was kind of the perfect blend of like look, this is still very much a Star Wars book, you know, like there's going to be a little bit of action. Um, But the driving force was really, literally the force. And what is the force? And it's a it's a very philosophical book, which is why I like it. And I feel like a lot of people think, at least would judge me, I think by saying like, oh, she likes big grand things like Shadow of the Sith, where it's answering all these questions. And it's, it gives you the Clues for all these mysteries. I'm like, yeah, I love that. But also, like, I really love just sitting there and having, like, two people have a conversation.
0: Yeah, me too. I mean, that, you know, oftentimes because of the, my preferences. Look, my preferences are my preferences. If you're, gonna, if you're telling me what I would want the future of Star Wars to look like, the future of Star Wars is uh, 100% Old Republic. Like, that just is, that's me. Um, that's my preference. But I'm also open to checking out, like, and, and being open for these these things like Andor. Or, you know, if a book was just, you know, like uh, Last Kingdom, to, re- to refer Last Kingdom. Last Kingdom has um, one of the best episodes of television that I've ever seen. And I believe it's season three, episode six... And it's basically, literally the whole episode. This, this show is a, for those who don't know, it is a very action-packed um, show in which Vikings are versus the Englishmen. But this one episode, it, the entire episode, is just Alfred and Uhtred having a conversation. That is the entire episode of these two men having a conversation. And it is the best TV, it is some of the best TV, I've ever seen I'm open to that I love that shit too I love heart I love passion which is why I like the Padme books I think there's a lot of heart in there the you know it's not like world ending it's just got a, a, a person's struggle with their friends and that's great great writing is great writing and I think that's ultimately what we want to see in Star Wars and I think there's a lot of good things in the future so moving into a segue um speaking of great writing this can be novels, uh, stories, anything like what is what are you looking forward to in 2023 when it comes to Star Wars in general?
1: Um, I mean, obviously, Ahsoka.
0: Yeah, um, Ahsoka's on top of the list for me, too, um, was I'm excited to hear more as we're as we're kind of getting getting closer to it. I think number one for me right now is and uh not Andor uh Mandalorian. I am really missing that like passionate Star Wars um, show where there's the, the like the thing about Andor is Andor has such good writing and such good characters, and it is very much Star Wars. But the Mandalorian just feels like Star Wars with every fiber in it. It, it. it like it screams Star Wars, and you know even when I watched Rise of Skywalker, um, that gave me Star Wars feelings. Like in the theaters, you know I can nitpick the movie as much as I want, but like I'm talking about like when I watched it in the theaters, the first couple times, I I got that Star Wars magic and when i watch the mandalorian i get the star wars magic that just feels good and i'm i i'm so excited to feel that again because i feel like it's been so long like obi-wan was phenomenal and i got that star wars magic and or i didn't feel like i got the magic i got the show i like the show but i didn't get giddy about things and i think this year is the year of of just being excited about star wars
1: but see that's why i'm excited for ahsoka for all the things you just talked about for mandalorian like i i think that's what we're going to get there with an added bonus because what you need to understand is i love star wars rebels like i really and truly am obsessed with that show and I think that characters like Hera characters like Sabine like those are some of the best characters Star Wars has ever given us in any medium and I am so deeply invested in them and have been yearning for them and that is probably the last time a show made me truly gut-wrenchingly sad that it was over. You know, I remember like sitting there for like Parson Wreck and Mad Men and being like, well, what do I do now with my life? And that's how I felt with Star Wars Rebels. So I think Ahsoka, though, is going to have all that Star Wars magic with that added bonus of like, you're, you're coming home, right? Like you're seeing your friends who you haven't seen in years. And hopefully they're going to be in a better place than they were when we left them. But that's why for me, for me it's going to be all about Ahsoka this year, not just for Ahsoka, to
0: tie up rebels. Yeah. And I, I'm pointing towards the Mandalorian simply because it's the closest thing. And I'm like, it's the, it's the next thing that's like coming up that, that I know I'm going to get um, magic from because I mean, it's, it's like I said, season two finale was one of the best moments in star Wars for me. Like I'll never forget that day. Of me and my buddies hanging out. That's when they used to drop it on Fridays. And I wish they would. I wish they'd drop it on Fridays. It was so much fun. Like just having friends over on Fridays. And watching these shows together. I get why. The algorithm. It's better for it anyway. But. um, I waited all day. And me and my buddies were drinking beer. We were watching it. And then Luke Skywalker shows up. And just changed my entire. Like. My entire world. And that was the one thing that I said would never happen—that they weren't going to do it. And so I'm just—I'm excited for Mandalorian. But to go down—that's—that's that's why I'm excited because it's the closest thing. But to go down to your point, this year's a very big year because we are getting Mandalorian. We are getting Ahsoka, um, and these are things that like not everybody knows about when it comes to Star Wars. But it feels like the passionate fan group is the 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 passionate fans. Who have dug into all the shows are going to get some form of reward because I would agree with you. I think I think Rebels, while still being a uh, massive success, is still one of the most underrated Star Wars things that has ever been created. Easily, yeah. I um, mean, we it's we wouldn't have underrated. the
1: Mandalorian if not for that show. If you think about it, because that's really where Filoni learned. You know, I'd say he learned a good amount on Clone Wars, obviously, but I think that's where he really perfected the craft of storytelling was within Rebels. So I don't think we would even have the Mandalorian in, a, in its own right if we didn't have him on Rebels. So I think Rebels crawled and Mandalorian walked so that Ahsoka would be able to run. Even though, in my opinion, I would, I would go this far. I think as of right now, Rebels is a better show than Mandalorian. Um,
0: look, I won't argue. That. I, oh, um, you know what? I'll say I don't, I'll say I don't this. know if I
1: necessarily... Not a better show, but a better story. Because I think for as amazing as Mandalorian is, it's still so many, like, side quests going on. Which was a flaw it's- of Rebels in season one, of course. But I think the way Rebels came together to tell this overall story might not be a better overall show when you look at things like production value and, <laughs> and whatnot. Um, but I think that the overarching story of Rebels is so far better than the overarching story of Mandalorian. Of course... But there is
0: more of Rebels. That's what I'm
1: saying. Like, Of course, if you ask me, in two seasons, when we have that even playing field, I might change my mind.
0: Right, because in my personal opinion, I don't think Rebels gets great until season two. Yeah. I think season one is, like, pretty... And I would agree with that with Mandalorian. Yeah. Like, Mandalorian was awesome. Um, but until season two... Season two is when things got really good. And now it's projected based on season two for these things to yeah. keep gearing up even bigger. So we, we'd we have to see more. Um, but to go back to Rebels, it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's very exciting for us as fans of the show because Rebels... It ended, but it didn't. It left a shroud of mystery, which was perfect writing when you're writing around, you know, the original trilogy and, and all these, you know, what happened to the, these Jedi, uh, Kanan and, and Ezra. Like how the, the writing of how they went around with that, with Ahsoka, with all of it was super good. But Thrawn, you know, um, Thrawn is good in Rebels. He's not great yeah. in his own novels. Um, Yet, even though I've went through um, uh, what feels like a million Thrawn novels and disliked all but one and well, all but two, in my personal opinion, I've never been more excited for Thrawn. I can't fucking yeah. wait to see him live yeah. action. And I, I love the premise of where it like it's like uh, the the Ridley Scott um, movie, The Martian, and the slogan of it was bring him home. Mm-hmm. And that is like what I think every time I think about Ahsoka <laughs> is the Martian, yeah. but it's Ezra Bridger. Yeah. But like, and that's it's a, like,
1: that bring was, home that was Ezra. So cool about the Rebels finale was for as absolutely heart wrenching as not just the finale, but really the last, like, you know, what, four episodes. I, I've never cried at a cartoon the way I did when Kanan died. Like, to sit there as an adult and cry at a show on Disney a cartoon on Disney nonetheless, like that says volumes. But for as as much of an emotional impact as it has, yeah, you mentioned that it left a shroud of mystery. Everyone always goes back to where's Ezra, where's Thrawn? And yeah, that's important. But it it has so many other mysteries and questions to think about, you know, like what happened to Mandalore when we left? Like we never really got a satisfying ending to what happened on Mandalorian. Well, I think
0: Mandalorian's gonna get Yeah, to that. but that, like
1: that's to my point, what a great show Rebels. Girl, you go and that's get your what answers. the great show Rebels is, is that this little animated quote unquote kid show opened up what will be the two best live action Star Wars shows we have.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm look, I am we will watch your career, young Dave Filoni, with great interest. Um, because I'm, I can't wait to see what he does, and you know I think he's gonna line up the right directors to make up to, to make up for he because he doesn't lack in story. What he does is Dave Filoni lacks in live action experience, and he's gotten better every time he has directed a live action Star Wars episode. He's gotten a lot better, like he's improving so well that I think one of these days he will be able to direct a star Wars movie. And I, I've always said that I think the way that he's going about it is very smart. He's taking his time learning and learning and learning. And now he has his own show, um, that he's show running live action, but I think he's going to set up the right people to tell the story because I, I don't see ego in Dave Filoni. So I think this ego kills a lot of things. Um, surprisingly it doesn't kill james cameron apparently that guy has the biggest inflated ego i've ever seen um like when it comes to directors uh, but he kills it like but mostly most of the time ego can kill a lot of things and and dave filoni just does not have an ego and which is why his stuff is so great because i think there's so much room to for him to you know think about these things to write about these things and then to also get the right people in the room for these things and that's why i think ahsoka is truly special because it's going to be able to play to his strengths and he knows he's going to be able to get the right people to help him with his weaknesses
1: yeah no it's it's you know this kind of goes back to our last discussion of like what makes a good business leader an artistic leader and it's pretty much just him in a nutshell like knowing his flaws and knowing not even his flaws because I don't think he really has any but I think he has a really good understanding of what needs to what he needs to fine-tune and perspective what he still has to learn
0: yeah I mean I yeah um I don't I don't see it as a flaw if you know that it's something you need to really work on, and he doesn't really have a lot of live action experience. I mean he does by now, but not un, you know not a lot a lot. And I think every year he's learning more and more and more. And by the end of it, I think ah, look I mean whoever steps in to take over Lucasfilm after Kathleen Kennedy, they better get one thing correct, and that is you keep Dave Filoni there at all times. Like as long as that man, that man seems like he wants to die working on star Wars. You make sure he's comfortable and happy. You make sure he's eating a ribeye every day. Like that, that man better be happy because he really does. And it, it's, and that's a credit to Kathleen Kennedy getting John Favreau and Dave Filoni in the room. And she did that. That's her. She did do that. She got those two together and now they're a powerhouse. And speaking of Dave Filoni, and speaking of, um, you know, kind of the future of 2023, I wanted to go over one more thing, or at least uh, I wanted to add something. We can, obviously, depending on time, we'll go over a couple more things or talk about more things as we see fit. But we had talked about, um, a couple episodes ago, I hate to talk about Star Wars movies, guys. Um, you know, I've been very vocal about, like... The probability of these movies actually happening and, and my overall negative defeat. But it's 2023. We're going to be fucking positive today. Like, just today. We could be negative, and, you know, maybe in the next couple episodes. Today we're going to be positive, positive. And me and you had talked about David Lindelof mm. uh, getting a Star Wars film. Um, and that he was going to be writing a script. Um, it was a good conversation, I actually um remember it quite vividly. Uh really big fan of this guy, big fan of his work. I like his take on things. Um we're hearing that according to Star Wars News Net, David Lindelof and Shereem Abedad Chinoy's Star Wars film is going to be start shooting in April. Um According to the website Word of Real, the upcoming project would be gearing up for a production start this April. News about the film, which has yet to be confirmed by Lucasfilm, first started circulating back in March 2022. The project started picking up steam after the summer when, according uh, to reports Lucasfilm set up Writers' Room that, which is why I brought it up, that Dave Filoni may have visited. Uh, Justin Britt Gibson will be co-writing it. The film will reportedly be set after the events of Rise of Skywalker, and characters from the sequel trilogy could even make an appearance. In parentheses, Daisy Ridley has been uh, suspiciously posting pictures from Lucasfilm headquarters in the recent months. She is rumored to have popped by numerous of times. Another rumor from a renowned insider, Daniel Rickman, pointed out that the film will feature a new set of leads with the filmmakers looking to cast a woman of color as the lead, um, Word of Real is a reputable website in the world of independent and low-budget movies, though they also cover the entire film industry. So, the reason I just brought this up is just as another thing to to keep watch and take a look at, and the fact that Dave Filoni, you know, has been rumored to be in this, you know, uh, writers' room, um. I'm not gonna ask you what the probability of this film is, but does any of this, any any of this kind of get you
1: excited? Um, yeah, in yeah, Yeah. (laughs) excited as a jilted lover can be. You know, I think I'm just so used to like don't get excited until you see a trailer. You know. Yeah, but
0: the but. So, the reason why I brought it up is, one, Dave Filoni's now walking into movie writer rooms, which means somebody out there is saying, hey, we should probably run it by this guy first. Because it used to be, like, Dave Filoni making the nerddom magic, and while I do like The Rise of Skywalker, Rogue One, yada, 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 I, I mean, um, sorry, The Force Awakens, Rogue One, Last Jedi, yada, 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 They did not really involve him. That was like not something that they wouldn't bring. They wouldn't bring the... There was separate stuff. There was the book people. There was the animated guy named Dave Filoni. And then there was the movies. But it's nice to see that he's starting to rise up. And getting a little bit more dip around these rooms. um, And kind of be known as the Star Wars guy. Now me and you had talked about it. And I want to like ask again. I... I trust Lindelof on where he could take this depending on timing. Do we think Daisy Ridley when they're they're hinting that um Daisy Rid, Ridley has suspicious suspiciously been posting pictures. Do we think that Ray would come back?
1: I don't think Daisy Ridley would come back. And like I saw all the pictures that they're talking about, and it really was more like a I miss like Ryan Johnson and I miss working with JJ. It was like, Oh my God, I'm coming back to star Wars.
0: Yeah. The only reason I bring that up is because her career hasn't done. I mean, it, she kind of has gone the Mark Hamill route and her career hasn't really went a whole lot of places. Um, and she went from, you know, being like this mega star after The Force Awakens, to, like, kind of disappearing overnight. Um, which, it can be expected, you know, like, much like a Sam Worthington. he's He disappeared um, up until Avatar. Um, but, I just wonder if she would come back. And I think the story would justify... I think there's... While I don't love The Rise of Skywalker, and I don't love the way it ended, I think there is... I think... In that, it's saying that it's... Gonna be with new characters, with a lead. But I, I think Ray could still be very much a part of this, and it would be nice. I think there's so much room to actually like see, a finally a Jedi like actually restart the Jedi Order and what that could look like and what that future may may look. I think there's plenty of Ray left in that future, of um Star Wars current events. It can be a main story of new characters, but I. But even then, like, I've always felt like there's so much more room for Ray to grow because I feel like we just I feel like we just got settled in with her.
1: I mean, look, you know she's my all-time favorite character. Like, I, of all people, would love absolutely nothing more in life than for that to be what happens. And I think because of that and because of how we as Star Wars fans have been treated in the past. Like, I just don't want to get my hopes up for it, you know? And then it, it also opens up to... Is that really the most compelling story that they could be telling?
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll have, we'd have to find out what that story is, which I, I really... I think the Watchmen series that Lindelof did uh, was pretty groundbreaking and very deep. And I think um, it, it might be relieving, but it's also nerve wracking um, because I think David Lindelof is more of a Ryan Johnson type. He likes to tell bold. He likes to go bold. He likes to, um, he has interesting takes on things. So it, it's nerve wracking in the sense of like, it's, it's my style, but not everyone might like it. And I don't, I don't know if I like doing like something around like after the rise of Skywalker, but that could mean anything, you know, that could mean, um, you know, that could mean like 50 years from then, but it's like, I'm not interested in 50 years, but if the story's right, it could be right. It's just, it's, I trust the writer. I don't know if I like the timing of it all because I've, I've been outspoken for years. I think Star Wars needs to get removed like very far away from the original trilogy and the prequel story plots. I don't care if they go like in the way in the past or way in the future. I think it needs to remove itself from this time. That's,
1: that's just it. That's the only reason why I'm kind of apprehensive too, about being excited in the first place is because when I say like, is this the most compelling story that could be told? That's exactly what I mean.
0: Right. Um, but, you know, then again, it could be getting the writers, getting the right people in the room. It could be the most compelling
1: Yeah, yeah. Again, story like in, in the room. Until you we get something official, I don't want to get too excited. And then I would absolutely love nothing more than to see Daisy Ridley as Ray on the big screen again.
0: Yeah, me too. Because I, I really don't. Regardless, I know you like the Rise of Skywalker. The Rise of Skywalker gets a lot of hate. And the, the cast, while they don't get like Jar Jar Binks hate um, to that extent. I'm not saying they don't get hate. I'm saying to that extent. Um, it kind of fizzled out the the love like I remember episode seven the demand for for every answer getting question like a- every question getting answered in in the last Jedi and I just remember um spending my days with friends just talking about it for years until the last Jedi came out and the the amount of time I've had invested in Ray the character is probably more than any character ever like the amount of times that I've talked about Ray. Theorized about Ray. That uh, there's never been a character that I've talked I mean, about more. So I think I, that's I would like to see her yeah. story.
1: Kind of, I think rise. that's kind of why uh, it I would fizzled like to see out. is because everyone spent so much time. You know, who's Ray's parents? Who is she? Is she related to this person, that person? And they just didn't like the answer. But like we still got the answer.
0: Right, but the the compelling thing about Ray is now that the questions are answered, even if you didn't like those answers. Now that the question is answered. How. Who does she become? Because there was so much more room. Like when you look at Rey's powers. And you know. I I, I hate it when people say. She's a Mary Sue. Like if it was. If it was a dude. Like we took Anakin Skywalker. And we just believed it. Like Anakin did some shit. That was crazy. And he just did it. And nobody batted an eye. But if we just looked at her power, her natural ability, Rey has potential to be an Omega-level Jedi. And not even just the Omega-level power that she could have, but her identity. Because even with the end of Rise of Skywalker, I'm, I'm Rey Skywalker what does that mean Mm -hmm. in her everyday life after that that's like that's like where her story starts getting good like we know the shit we know who she is we know her bloodline we know what she's claimed let's see what the fuck she does with it and that's where we stopped and so that's what would be cool to me is like what after we got this mystery box what does she do I don't know. That's yeah. a weird tangent. No, it's not a weird like, tangent. Damn, dude. I spent a lot yeah. of, I, spent but, a lot of t- I feel like I haven't talked about Ray in a long time. Yeah. And, I think know, I'm so I'm-
1: hyped up, though, with, like, you know, getting more information about um, the Acolyte. Like, that, That I think, has me so hyped for, like, where-
0: Yeah, I was pretty bummed to find out that wasn't happening I know. Me year. too, because that would have been top of my list.
1: Um, but that, yeah. like, it, that had me in the mindset of, like, we're, we're going, or we can go different places and different timelines. And now I just, it, the show hasn't even come out yet and I already watched so much more of it.
0: You know, I, I am pretty much under the belief that it's almost fact in, in my head based on the information that I've listened to that Kathleen Kennedy is gone. Um, whether it's before um, Indiana Jones or after Indiana Jones, she's gone this year. Um. And who, however, you feel about that, I won't get on the tangent. Everybody knows how the the roller coaster I've had. Either way, she managed to to really turn Star Wars mm-hmm. around because even though I'm still upset about the movies, that's about my only gripe. I'm I'm getting my my Jedi fix with the High Republic. It's a new area. It's not movies, no, but it's fulfilling. It's fun. Uh, Jedi Survivor is coming out, and there's so mm. much to even like dig into that. Like even that trailer alone, you know. I'm theorizing that the main villain, or the the presumed villain, the guy in the tank, is from the High Republic. Um, mm. I'm I'm theorizing that just based on. Um, a lot of his mannerisms and his robes, his robes are white. That's very high Republic white and gold. Um, but Mandalorian Ahsoka, if we can actually get this movie from David Lindelof shooting, she will end with a Mandalorian season three Jedi survivor, successful video game, um, Ahsoka coming out and a brand new movie being shot. And that's the way she would be leaving star Wars. And she's left it in a really good spot because I think while, I think this year for me was the hardest year for me when it comes to being a star Wars fan. I was very excited about Obi-Wan, but that was about it. Like I I was looking forward to Andor, but not like chomping at the bit. And there was a lot of books that I wasn't really excited for. And that was a me thing. That was not a Kathleen Kennedy star Wars thing. That was just a me thing. But I think this year is going to be so exciting. I think she ends her reign on a good year. Um, because this is very exciting Jedi survivor, um, Mandalorian, Ahsoka, possibly a new movie being shot. And then once you end Ahsoka, you have that acolyte coming Mm -hmm. right around the corner. Mm -hmm. That's going to be big. It's going to be fun. And you know, it's going to be a fun year for Sith talk guys. (laughs) Stay
1: tuned. (laughs) So
0: with that, so stay tuned. We'll try and be consistent on recording this year. Um, full disclosure guys uh thank you for sticking with us it has been a little hit and miss lately and i don't plan on letting it be um as hit and miss as it has been lately um we appreciate you guys sticking around um it's just been um very busy and and that, that's not an excuse but for me um at the end of the day when when a lot of time periods have passed between me and lindsay talking you know you think about like, is it, is it a priority? Is it not a priority? And the fact of the matter is there's no way that I could stop just talking about Star Wars. I love Star Wars to such a level that I don't feel like, I feel like the show and Star Wars is paired. Like when I watch the show, uh, a Star Wars movie, a Star Wars show, read a Star Wars book, I want to talk about it and I want to talk about it with you guys. It is simply a matter of just getting busy and letting life kind of happen. Um, but we do plan on being more consistent this year. And so thank you for sticking around. We have a lot of fun, um, conversations to be had, especially with the high Republic stuff alone. I mean like that's going to float us right into Mandalorian because I'm really going to be trying to work on burning through these books. Um, Lindsay, can you tell us more about Clashing Sabers? Yeah,
1: luckily, even if Sith Talk isn't in your feed all the time, which, again, it will be coming up in uh, 2023, but the Clashing Sabers feed is always, always active. We have other shows like our flagship show, um, Don't Run the Sacred Texts, and a variety of other uh, more new shows coming out uh, over the last couple of months. So definitely subscribe to Clashing Sabers, but what's more important is we are not just a podcasting network, we are also a, and primarily a nonprofit organization. Um, our school, is, our school, our aim is focused around getting more books into schools and classrooms all over the country. Um, so obviously the, the best way you can help us make an impact would be to join our Patreon, where this year, especially, like I said, we have a new team member, Amanda. Um, we are really going to be revamping the Patreon and that community a lot and adding a lot of uh, cool stuff there. So consider checking that out. But if you can't donate, we absolutely understand, head over to ClashingSavers.net. And if you know any teacher or any school that might want some of these free books, feel free to fill out a form and we'll send some stuff over there with.
0: Amazing. Um, and. You can find me at Talker Twenty Five, talking about all things Star Wars. Um, well, not really lately. Um, you can ta- you can find me talking about barbecue and Decca, <laughs> to be honest, which is the CrossFit competition that I'm training for. Sure. So with that being said, Lindsay, until next time, may the force oh, be with you.